0: and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. There was no episode last week, to be totally honest. Uh, I had just gotten off a shoot and I was tired and I just didn't want to do it. (laughs) Uh, But we're back. We're back in business over here. um, And I'm very excited for some upcoming episodes and upcoming guests. And yeah, thanks for coming back with me and tuning back in. Quick little update before I get into this episode. Um, I am running for the SAG-AFTRA LA Local Board and for Convention Delegate right now during this election. I'm very excited and I'm also running with the Membership First slate and uh, it's great. I'm really stoked to see what Matthew Modine and Jolie Fisher can do uh, running our union. I think they are fantastic candidates. And I'm just excited to get my my feet wet in this area of our world, our business. You know, I've been an actor for forever, as long as I can remember. (laughs) And uh, I never really paid much attention to the union. I feel like a lot of the times we kind of just think of SAG-AFTRA as what we need to be a part of so that we can continually work. Um, but there's there's a lot of stuff that, um, that goes on within the union, obviously. And I really started paying attention to it within the last couple of years. And uh, last year when the health plan went to, for better words, shit. Uh, I got pretty angry, um, at the fact that 8,200 seniors lost their health insurance during a pandemic, was not, was not stoked on that. Um, and then, you know, this influencer contract that came out earlier this year, I got pretty upset about too. So I thought, well, why don't I get involved instead of sitting here and complaining about it? Why don't I try to help the cause? So hey, that's what I'm doing now, and I'm really stoked. And ballots are out, or they're going out. I got mine the other day. I filled it out the first thing uh, that I got it. And yeah, it's really exciting. If you want to learn more about the election, head on over to my website, which is JillianClaire.com. I have my statement there, as well as links to the Membership First platform and what we're running on, including. Um, Some really important issues that I think need to be addressed immediately, including, you know, self-tape guidelines. Uh, I don't know about you, but I really am not made to be a gaffer and an audio engineer and everything else with these self-tapes, and some of them have gotten pretty out of control lately. So self-tape guidelines, uh, they also are backing making our own free casting platform, which is crazy to me that uh, we we don't have that, that all of of our stuff is run through... um, for-profit organizations like Actors Access and Casting Networks and Casting Frontier. So that would be pretty great. And um, a bunch of other things, streaming residuals, which definitely needs to be addressed. I don't know about you, but uh, my residuals have gone down since the beginning of uh, Netflix and all that stuff because we just don't have the right contracts. We don't have the right people fighting for us in those rooms. So again, if you want to learn more about this, go to my website. You can also go to the Membership First website uh, to read all about that. And if you have questions and you're, you know, confused about some things, go ahead and reach out to me on my Instagram or my Twitter. Um, I will respond to you and answer to my best ability. I am still a sponge learning everything that I can. I'm constantly talking to people who have been a part of the union and uh, learning everything that I can possibly learn about all of this, because I'm new to this, obviously. I may have been in the union for 21 years, but I'm new to this side of it, and I have just been soaking up all the information that I possibly can. So again, if I can't answer it, I will reach out to somebody, and I will get the answer for you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, and (laughs) now... We are going to get to the show, and I'm really excited about our guest this week. It's Warren Egypt Franklin. You know him as Des on Grown-ish, which is a great show. Uh, love that show. And he's also Lafayette slash Jefferson in one of the Hamilton tours. He's currently um, rehearsing to get back out there and get back on the stage, and we actually talked right after he finished rehearsal. He raced home and uh, got on a call with me. So I was really excited to talk to Warren. He is a very talented, talented person, and I think he's going to do some great, great things. So here's my conversation with Warren Egypt Franklin. Welcome to the show, Warren.
1: Hey, it's so good to be here.
0: It's so lovely to meet you. Um, You are in one of my favorite shows ever, which is Hamilton. Um... Which is so cool. That's got to be like the coolest thing in the world.
1: It is. I, I still can't believe it. Actually, what's crazy is today you're interviewing me and today, two years ago, was my debut in Hamilton. So my first show was today, two years ago, August 6th, 2019.
0: Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is pretty cool. I feel pretty special now that <laughs> this is happening on this day. I just, I just thought wow. about
1: it because I just left rehearsal. So I just... um like, you know, the memories that pop up or whatever and it showed me, I was like, Oh, yo, that's sweet. So yeah, yeah. It just happened uh two two it's been two years already, but you know, with the pandemic and everything, that kinda yeah. put some time into that. But yeah, um, it's crazy. Time has really flown by.
0: So you were you doing the show when the pandemic hit? Did you guys have to shut down and then figure it out later?
1: Yeah, which was really crazy for us because uh our tour was the first tour to um we're, we're an American tour, but um, our tour was the first tour to tour through Canada. So we were actually in wow. Toronto at the time. We were the first um, tour to ever be in Canada. Um, and they love Hamilton there because, you know, yeah. um, the, the fans are just as crazy in, in, in Canada too.
2: <laughs> and we were there
1: and we started noticing um, NBA games were stopping and all of these things were stopping. And, the cast of Hamilton Broadway was down, then like the San Francisco mm-hmm. cast and like all these casts. And we were the last cast ending for like, I want to say four or five more days after everything else had closed. And then wow. we started seeing audience members with their masks on and we were like, yo, this is, this is wild. We might, every day was like, we might be next. Oh, we didn't get the call yet. Okay, we're performing <laughs> again. And then, um, yeah, then that one day it happened and I was, I was stuck in another country for a little bit. Yeah.
0: Really? You got Mm -hmm. stuck in Canada?
1: Yeah, because we we didn't know the severity of the virus yet. So to take all your belongings on tour to then travel the border, it's like hard to get Mm -hmm. back in because of like you know work things and um, there was a shutdown, so you couldn't get out at one point. And if you did, the borders had closed indefinitely, so then you would be stuck. It, It was. It took a lot for me to to leave Canada. Um, it definitely was a lot, but yeah,
0: things were crazy, Mm -hmm. but you are back in rehearsal now, which is super exciting. And when do you open?
1: We're rehearsing in Atlanta right now. And I want to say our first show is August 21st.
0: Yeah. so
1: it's, it's around the corner. It's in like two weeks. So I'm excited.
0: It's very exciting. I know that in between this, you've, gone and done some TV stuff, which I definitely want to talk about in a little bit, but there's nothing like the feeling of being back on a stage. Absolutely. And it's just, it's a completely different experience for actors. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be magical for you that opening night, being back on that stage.
1: It's it's going to be so magical. We're already... Anticipating it, um, I hear from all of my friends who have um, played Atlanta before. They're like, "Yo, the Atlanta audiences are crazy. They're wild. They're the best." So I'm excited. Uh, I know my cast is ready to rock it. I hear the Atlanta fans are ready. So I'm just, I'm ready to get out there and get in front of the audience. You know,
0: of course. And you play Lafayette and Jefferson. And mm-hmm. what I've always wanted to know is which one. Do you like playing more? Because I'm sure you get asked think, this all that the time.
1: Question, yeah, that's the, that's the question I get asked the most. I think that's the most amazing thing about playing that role is some days, you know, I get to be Hamilton's best friend and I get to bring this joy, this swagger, this energy to the show. And then some days I get to be his worst nightmare. You know what I mean? And that's also <laughs> pretty cool to to be able to do that. So sometimes I I, I honestly can say I have fun with both of them in some days, um, Lafayette is is in my bones a little better than Jefferson and vice versa. yeah
0: um,
2: but I
1: will say Jefferson has the most fun,
0: oh yeah yeah that that opening number of Act two is just like Jefferson's like little play time. I mean, yeah. it's just so fun.
1: It's so much fun. I, I love doing what Did I miss it's so so fun
0: Wow. Do you have a uh, do you have a favorite line from the show, from either of your characters? I have
1: a favorite line. Hmm. I mean, obviously, with everything going on in our country, and I mean, especially when you really think about it, this land was never ours. You know what I mean? In the sense, mm-hmm. so immigrants, we get the job done, really yeah. does hold a dear place in my heart. And then one that I don't say that I love is when Burr says, I am inimitable, I am an original. That is just oh, really yeah. the most beautiful line and one of the best lines in all of music theater next to Sondheim, you know? So, um, mm. yeah, those are probably my favorite lines from the show. Yeah.
0: yeah. The immigrants, we get the job done line. I remember I saw the Ann Peggy tour at Pantages okay. and the entire audience just broke out in cheers. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was so cool that that one line elicited such a massive response from everyone in the theater
1: yeah every every night that's usually one of the ones that they get a, a huge response you know because it, it transcends to so many people you know what I mean so that's a beautiful part about being in the show
0: yeah so tell me a little bit about how you got started um, in this wild industry. Were you one of those children that ran around singing and dancing and and acting as well?
1: <laughs> Absolutely yeah. So I I started off singing in church, like most people, and then, um, you know, the the little church plays and skits that we would put on and do, and then I ended up going to elementary school and doing the same thing, and I was in the the, the music program there. Um, But I was a sports kid, so I played Mm. football for a long time. I played football for years, and I was kind of juggling the dream of, do I want to play football, or do I want to do... Um, music and music theater full-time and I think once I got to high school that's when the juggling stopped and I was like no I'm gonna transfer and go to an arts high school to really like get my get my craft to the fullest potential um and yeah I I did that then I I went to college I got my bachelor's in music and music theater um Mm -hmm. got that degree and then mm. I, I did Hamilton. I'm, I'm I'm leaving a lot of stuff out. There's there's parts where I definitely <laughs> there's gotta my be stripes. some other. Yeah, I've i definitely earned my stripes, and I think people are like, "Ooh, Hamilton!" But before I did Hamilton, I did I did um, Shakespeare festivals where I got my Equity card, and yeah. um, I did other musicals at other regional theaters that I think people don't mm. really realize that there's more to theater than Broadway. Like Broadway is amazing. Broadway is the right. pinnacle however there's so many amazing regional theaters out there and off-broadway mm-hmm. shows and and um uh programs where people are working and doing things at a broadway level and caliber that people don't even know that um i think people right. should should support more and i think we as a um we as a community put so much into broadway and i i'm so thankful i love it um but there are other theater companies that are doing just as amazing work as as it is on Broadway you know Hamilton wasn't on Broadway at first it was off Broadway at the public theater and a lot of people don't know about that it was it was a workshop before so you have to to grow from somewhere and I'm so thankful in my theater career that I've gotten to to do Shakespeare festivals and to do summer stocks and um to do other regional theater that I think helped shape me into the the actor that I am today yeah
0: well, I think there's a there's a certain type of person. Um, if you can't do regional, I don't think that you'd make it in Broadway because regional no. is you know it's a little more gritty, it's a little more down to earth. Yeah, not saying it's awful. There's a ton of amazing regional theaters out there Absolutely. that are like stunning and perfect and great, but. Um, I think that regional theater is like so required because it's, it is a skill. And then once you're there, it's kind of like, Oh, I can do this.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I I agree with, with all of that. And I think, um, regional theater, I, I did, um, regional theater, but I did it in rep. I performed at the Idaho Shakespeare festival, um, in partnership with Great Lakes theater festival, my senior year of college. So, we did Mamma Mia and Rep with Bright and Prejudice. And we did it, the run was all the way from June to November. And I was still wow. a senior in college at the time. So I had to juggle being three months late to my senior year and um, uh, getting off the stage and then doing a, a Spanish test and like, you know, all of these <laughs> nobody thought about doing two shows and having eight shows a week. And I think it, yeah. it taught me... Um, it taught me work ethic and drive, but it also taught me uh, time management and to when to conserve my energy or not. And I'm so grateful for that mm-hmm. contract because that that really taught me how I'm like if I can get my bachelor's in music, <laughs> and I was in <laughs> rehearsals for another show and do two shows in school and still, I think what you was a anything. same person, I can do anything. You know, so it, yeah. it definitely showed me I could do a lot.
0: That's amazing. I feel like this has been a PSA. Uh, if you live near a regional theater, please Absolutely. go support them and see them when they are yeah. reopened.
1: Please do. Please do. Put Please donate to your local regional theaters. And even if you don't have a regional theater, donate to the community theaters. Audition for the mm-hmm. community theaters because it starts there and it just goes up and up and up and up. And um, I, like I, I've said this a million times, but art is what got us through this pandemic. You know what I mean? So it, it, it means a lot.
2: Yeah.
0: You've never seen so many uh, casts come together, <laughs> except for during the pandemic. Everyone yeah. was like, "We gotta do reunions so that we can raise money," and <laughs> but I really did. I mean, the if if we didn't have Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and everything else, what would we have done for nine months?
1: That part, absolutely. Yeah, you. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you don't, you don't, you say you don't mess with the arts, but the arts is what got you through the pandemic, son. Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Okay, so you get to, you're in Toronto, you're stuck. Did you come back to LA when you could get back into the States or did you go to New York or where did you land? I'm actually
1: from, uh, I'm born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Oh, okay. Um, And
1: I never have time to go to Cleveland. Um, So I went to Cleveland and I just hid out with my brother. But I think uh, most people can can, um, identify with this. Being home sometimes is just not great. (laughs) So I think for my mental health, it just wasn't great being, being back at home. And and that's when I started rediscovering some of my like insecurities and, mm. and things that I wanted. And that, that was, I know everyone has kind of had it in the pandemic. That was my phase of like, who are you? What are you without art? What are you without your job? You know, all these things, and these questions that came into my mind. So I got a group of friends together that I really love. It was a three with four of us all together. Um, we went to Idaho we got a beach house in Idaho. We all locked ourselves in, and every day we woke up. We didn't know what the plan would be. We would make art and, and videos, and swim, and um, go bike riding through the mountains. And some days we would just wake up and swim in the pool. Other days we would be like, "Let's do nothing but play Mario Party all day." Like it just it helped to be around other creatives, but not think about what my next gig or my next job was and to just be around my friends, isolated in a, in a place. And the reason we chose Idaho is because we had all worked there. But at the time, mm. it was the lowest numbers of cases as well. So it was like this safe haven to, to be in this state that had the lowest number of cases. And um, I, I needed wow. that. I really feel like that trip helped re-spark my kid-like energy of like what what do I want? Or I am good at this. I I can sing, I can dance, I can act, I can, but most importantly, I'm a philanthropist before any of that. And I can bring something to the world through my art. And that's why I'm an artist, you know. And I think before that, we just all wanted the next shiny gig, or we all wanted to to impress people and and, and post things on Instagram that made us look so fly and so fresh. But it's not about that. It's it's about transparency, and I don't. I really don't think without that trip, I would be able to um, be as transparent as a person, which I think affects my work as an as an artist and an actor as well.
0: It totally does, and I I think it's interesting that you brought up the whole like thinking about your next gig because I feel like a lot of people outside of this industry don't really. Uh, realize that it's like when you're working on one thing, you're constantly thinking about your next move because it's like, how am I going to pay my rent next month? How Mm -hmm. am I going to do this? How am I going to keep my car if I don't book another role? What's the next move? What can Mm -hmm. I do?
1: Yeah. And I think for the first time, which was so great about grownish, is that every time I stepped foot on that set, I was in the moment and I I was Mm -hmm. so grateful to be like, yo, you booked a big recurring role on a hit TV show in its fourth season during a global pandemic. Soak this up. Yeah. Don't think about the next episode. <laughs> don't even think about the next scene. Uh, really work moment to moment. And I think that's why um, they, they ended up loving me and I ended up loving the project. And it's just, it's really organic work. Um, mm. that, that that was the product, you know? So I'm, I'm really excited for, for audiences to see what we did there.
0: Yeah, so tell me about Gronish. How did that come about? Were you still in Idaho at this point, or had you left Idaho?
1: No, I'm going to tell you a crazy story, and I swear—I don't like to swear to God. My grandma would kill me, but I swear on everything I love. This is a true story. So, okay, um, it, it was my birthday. My birthday's in January, and. I had safely, very safely, went to Miami for my birthday, very excluded mm. from anybody else. We made sure we got a place that was on the beach, but not public with anyone else because it was during COVID, but I, I'm, I'm from Cleveland, so I'm from the East Coast, so I've never celebrated my birthday above 30 degrees. Aww. It's always been cold as, I don't know if I can curse on here, but cold you as balls on, on my birthday. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? The world seems like it's ending. If the, if I'm going out and if if I never get another birthday again, for my 24th birthday, I'm celebrating it in hot weather. I'm going to Miami. So we go. went, a group of my, my closest people, we went to Miami. And for my birthday wish, I sat on the beach and I prayed on my birthday. And I said, for 24, Lord, I really want to book a TV show and or a movie. Amen. Stop it. And so we have fun in Miami. It was great. Oh, by the way, also you can you can ask my sister. By the way, I said I would love to be on ungrownish or insecure. I would love I would love that somehow. Amen. I get on the I get on the flight to go back home because at this time I'm staying in Atlanta, uh, is where I'm living. So I get on the flight to leave Miami to go back home to Atlanta. And as soon as my flight lands, there is the audition in my email for grownish. And I okay. said, no, that, that's real is real. That That's what happened. So I was like, wow, this is, this is insane. So I, I, I recorded it, record the, the self tape, the audition, um, the, 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 the creators and the casting team had a, a couple of notes for me and they were like, we want to coach you on a, on a zoom coaching through this. And I was like, no, 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 no. I told my agents, I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be coached. Um, although I want to take the notes that they're giving me, I just want to show them that I can take notes the -hmm. first time that I can work it. So give me whatever notes they gave me. And then after they see that, let's see what they say. And he was like, okay, cool. If you say so. So I did that. (laughs) And then once I sent that off, they had immediately told me that I booked the part. Um,
0: Wow. Then
1: I moved to LA and I've been, well, now I'm back in Atlanta with Hamilton. It's crazy how the universe is set up. But since then I've been living in LA while I was filming the show and I still have, home back in LA but yeah um and we we've been down ever since but that's that's kind of how booking Grownish had came to be
0: yeah I mean it's remarkable just in regular times to book a TV series. Absolutely and then to book one during a pandemic is like that's like next level shit.
1: Yeah absolutely I'm so I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to God. I'm grateful to everybody at Grownish that worked on that set I'm talking from Yara Shahidi who's the star of the show mm-hmm. I'm talking down to the janitorial team who was just so nice and so giving mm-hmm. everybody on set I remember we wrapped our very first scene and I was like thank you guys so much this means so much to me because this is my first scene I've ever shot for tv And everybody's like what like <laughs> you know like and but they were so gracious so they made me feel so comfortable you know I didn't really Besides that very, very first take, I never really felt nervous or felt like mm-hmm. I couldn't play or or be um, with this character because the character is very intricate. He has a lot of co- complexities. He, he's he's like me in a couple ways, but really mm-hmm. not like me. He's, he's a character m- most away from me that I've ever played. So wow. I really wanted to make sure that I that I grounded him and then I brought some of myself to him to, to balance it out and to give as much truthfulness to the character that I could. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy journey this season.
0: And that's, that's some of the the best roles to play is the ones that are so far away from you because it gives you so much to play with Yeah, and so much to discover and it keeps it interesting. And you're not just like falling into the same,
1: same sort habits. of cycle nice. habit yeah.
0: and stuff. But yeah, we're
1: through that scope. I'm like, bro, why would you make this decision? Why, why this <laughs> choice? How did you? But I love when that happens because then that's what that's when you humble yourself when you're doing uh, your script analysis to really be like, okay, like, he did this because this, he did this because that, mm-hmm. but also what will Warren Egypt do to bring himself to do that? What is my right. feeling on that? How would I get to, a place within myself where I would ever do something like that or do something similar, or maybe I have done that, but just in like a completely different way that I didn't even connect to. And I think that's what makes my job, not a job. And I think it's fun. I, I love the script, the text, uh, mm-hmm. the, the subtext, the script analysis of it, finding the objective It's like word. detective
0: work. It's so yeah. fun. I, I so love it. I know that stresses out, some people choices.
1: out. But I love yeah. it. I really do.
0: And it's fun to be able to make those choices and, um, and actually have them stick too. Like absolutely. when you get to set and you've made those choices and they're like, oh, I like that choice. And you're like, yes,
1: uh-huh, I did absolutely. it. I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so well, on this show, we like to share uh, bad audition stories. Do you have some that you would like to share with the audience?
1: Oh, I mean, <laughs> listeners, wh- which one? I think, okay, <laughs> this one is bad, but then it's it ends with a happy ending.
0: Okay. So... I
1: was in Final Callbacks in New York for, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, The Lion King for Simba. Um, oh, wow. For the tour. So I, I went in for the team, and uh, Simba sings a song called Endless Night. And I don't know how the top, top note is. It's like, um, I forget how the song goes. But I know once I got to the top note, I cracked, y'all. And I cracked really badly. And I've never cracked an audition before. And if I had, it wasn't like on a money note. Like this was like right. on the money note, in front of casting, in front of the team. And I left out feeling so defeated. I felt so defeated. And I walked out with my head down. Uh, I felt so bad. And, and like you saw the team behind the table when I hit the note, kind of go like, ooh. And I was like, oh, my God. I, I shouldn't have looked at that. Like it was... Truly embarrassing. So I get on the train. I'm like, well, I'm about to go get some ice cream because I I celebrate my defeats with ice cream and I celebrate my losses with ice cream as well. (laughs) Uh, I mean, my my wins. If I win something and I feel good, ice cream. If I do something bad, ice cream as well. But, yeah, so I I was going to the ice cream place, which was kind of by Wall Street. So I was underground. So I couldn't Mm -hmm. get any calls from my agents uh, because I was underground. And then I saw my agent's number pop in my phone and I was like, damn, he's calling me to tell me like just how bad it was. Like I got a <laughs> call from my agent after the audition. Like, this is terrible. I didn't really want to answer the phone. And so I want to say I did it. And he sent me a text or a voicemail or something. I was like, call me back as soon as you get this. And I was like, damn, like I'm never being Lion King. So I answered the phone and then that's actually when he told me that, Hamilton he was like I was like oh did, did Lion King tell you how bad the callback was he was like Lion King he was like who cares about Lion King I'm not calling about Lion King I'm calling to tell you that actually you got your callback for Hamilton and they want to see you on Monday and I was like fuck yeah so like wow. it just never it, it, it was pretty bad but it, it ended kind of happy you know and I tell people was for you is was for you as great as I think I could have been for Simba for that that wasn't that wasn't my project. That wasn't for me at right. that time, you know. And and whoever that brother is who stepped into that role, that was him. That was his time, um, his his project. And I'm I'm super happy for whoever that that person is. A, a win for another black man is a win for me. But um, that just wasn't my project. And I tell people all the time, was for you, is was for you.
0: It's that's exactly the attitude that you need to have as well in this industry. Mm-hmm. Is having that positivity and like you said, celebrating your wins and your losses. Absolutely. Because even though that was a loss, like you still, you still made connections with people. You still experienced something and all of those experiences add up to the actor that you become.
1: Absolutely, yep.
0: Wow, Uh, and then, so you got your Hamilton callback and then what happened? How many callbacks did you have to do for that?
1: I did like three.
0: Okay. Not even You're that, I think bad.
1: it went really fast. It all happened within two weeks. So the normal, what? the normal Hamilton callback process is like, some people in my show, like literally currently in my show is like, I auditioned for Hamilton 16 to 20 times before I got like through what? and all of my shit happened within like two weeks. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really fast because they were looking for an immediate replacement for my role. So it happened mm-hmm. within like two weeks. I did like my initial audition when I was still in college um, before I even had an agent. Then I got the callback. That's when he told me I had the callback, I want to say. No, because I hadn't wow. lived in New York yet. No, I found out I had my callback my graduation day. So this was like the se- This maybe like the second time I went in for them because it was like mm-hmm. my initial audition, my regular callback when they had me do Burr and Loft Jeff. And then this is when he called me again to be like, gotcha. they, want to come, you, they want you to come in to, for you to just like do the Loft Jeff stuff. And then I had left. And then later that day, they were like, we want you to do a dance call. And I was like, a dance call? I hate dancing with people. Oh my <laughs> please God. Don't,
0: please don't, please don't.
1: Please don't. But actually when I went in the room, I was the only person that was dancing. So it was just like, it literally, when I went to Telsey, it said, Warren, Egypt, Franklin, Hamilton, room like 3B. And I was like, that's weird. And then I went in there and the, uh, the guy was like, Yeah, basically, unless you have two left feet, there's no one else in here. You're the top choice. We're gonna film this for the creators of the show. Mind you, now I'm like, Oh my god, I can't mess up. He taught me everything in like five minutes. We filmed it. Oh my
0: god. And then I was out. Yeah. Wow.
1: They work very fast at Hamilton. <laughs> <I'm kidding.
0: laughs> you learn
1: you learn That's to amazing. to love it, but they they because it's a the machine. There's so much going on in the show. So um yeah. It's, it's a machine but I'm so thankful Hamilton Hamilton was like my grad school
0: yeah mm-hmm. that makes sense I mean that show is wild and the yeah. fact that so many of the leads are you're basically playing you know it's it's double cast you have two roles you have all this stuff going on to switch in the midst of the play to a completely different character Is just so it's uh it's awe-inspiring for for you and for the people who are doing these roles and pulling it off because that is some serious work and serious acting.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's next for you after, after this, what else do you want to do? Do you want to continue doing film and TV? Do you want to stick more with theater? What do you where do you see your path going?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I want to, I want to end up doing everything, you know, kind of like, kind of like Viola and kind of like Denzel, but also, like Beyonce, you know what I mean? I want mm. to, I want to be a juggernaut in theater and make new works. And I'm, I'm so thankful for Hamilton, but after Hamilton, I think I would want to be an original Broadway shows, original Broadway cast, end up producing my own yeah. things as well. I have so many ideas that I want to do. Um, I want to continue to do TV, um, hopefully speaking into existence, a series regular on a show. I, I would speaking love to do in. that. Okay. Um, I, I, Booked. I booked the film. I, I didn't get to do it because I came back oh. to Hamilton, but I actually ended up booking the film, which is crazy because that was what my prayer is. So I want to end. Yeah, up...
0: your second birthday prayer. Uh huh. And I got both of oh them. Oh my gosh! Yeah.
1: So I want to wow. end up actually being able to do a film. Um, yeah. This this go round and um and and I'm working on some music and stuff, so I'm getting my EP together and, and finalizing my single and stuff. So getting yeah. into music, I, I want to be. I want to be known for doing great work in, in whatever capacity that I do. And knowing that, you know, you, you hear there's not every day you hear from Will Smith and Denzel and, and, um, and, and Beyonce and Jay-Z, but you know, when you do hear from them, it's a really good, and Frank Ocean, oh my goodness, one of my heroes, Frank Ocean. Oh,
0: so good. You don't
1: always hear from these people. But when you do, you know that they've been grinding, grinding mm-hmm. to get this work done. And this wasn't some shit that they put together in a month. This is something that they've been working on for a really, really long time. So that's kind of, I, I, I want to be the guy who can, can, I hate to say do it all, but I, I'm, I'm able to do it all at a level of excellence. That's what I want to do. Never, never perfect because I'm never be perfect, but a, a level of excellence, you know?
0: I think if you have that creative blood, that creative drive in you, I think it is possible to to be a master in all. I yeah. think it's possible. I think it's there.
1: I think so, too. <laughs> so we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> see what happens and how okay. long it takes. Uh, it's, it's great. I'm at a great age right now where I'm old enough to get my feet into some of this stuff, but I'm also young enough to be able to fit into so many things, so... I'm just, I tell people I'm a 24, 25, I'm not 25. I'm a 24 year old boy from Cleveland. So just to be able to do the things that I have done is just incredible. God is so good. So I'm just so thankful. I'm, I'm grateful. You can't see it, but I'm grateful.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, where can people follow you on social media to see all the great things that you accomplish?
1: Yeah, I am only on Instagram. Uh, I'm an old, I'm a young man, but I'm an old man. So no TikTok, no Twitter (laughs) for now, for now. Maybe I'll dibble and dabble in it later. But for right now, you can just follow me on Instagram, which is my first name at Warren Egypt.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited for you to be back on tour, thank you. and I cannot wait to see all the great stuff that you make. I know that you're going to make a huge splash in in this town and all the towns and you're going to oh, be
1: fantastic. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Have a good one. You too.
0: Thank you again to Warren for coming on the show and talking to me. It was such a pleasure to meet him and learn about his journey, and I can't wait to see what he does next. Thanks again for tuning in and listening to to me ramble about things, and uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we'll be back again next week with another one. Until then, you can follow us on social media. Those links are in the show notes. We post a, a cool little clip every Friday from these interviews where you can see us actually talking face to face and listening to each other and reacting to each other so if that interests you you can go to our Instagram I also post it on my TikTok because I'm trying to TikTok um, it's not going very well but I'm doing it I'm trying I'm putting my best foot forward and as always thanks for coming in
2: And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday.